Welcome to Rewiring Health. This podcast is for those of you who have an eating disorder, chronic pain, or both. In this channel, we'll dive deep into inspirational stories of those who have healed from both and also get into the mind-body connection and how we can heal the mind through the body and also heal the body through the mind. Come and join me on this journey. If you've struggled with anxiety, sleepless nights, or just feel like your mind is not in the right place to fully enjoy life or function, you're going to want to listen to this episode. I had the amazing pleasure of sitting down with Dr. Isabel Hunsinger, and she talks about how hormones play a huge role in our brain health and how we can optimize that to get back to living life the way we want it to be. And what I love about Dr. Isabel's approach is that she talks about getting to the root of the problem and not just addressing the symptoms. And this is huge. So a little bit about Dr. Isabel from her own words. So she says, I'm a Cuban American born in Washington, DC, and I've been a medical doctor since 1991. The decision to become a doctor was planted in my mind when I was five years old. My uncle, Dr. Julio Perez, an anesthesiologist, has the amazing way about him. When he walked into the room, his smile, his positive attitude would light up the room. He would just make you feel happy and you would start smiling. In 2000, my husband and our two young daughters moved to New Zealand to see what it was like to experience a different culture of the world. Yes, we had been never been there before or even knew where it was. What a crazy life-changing decision for our family. After the first 20 years of being a medical doctor, over the last 21 years, I have become a functional medicine doctor specializing in brain health, which focuses on the root cause of disease and its treatments. My husband, a certified culinary nutrition brain health expert, Chef Michael, and I created the brand Doctor on a Mission, where we prevent and reverse disease and give hope. Our expertise in Alzheimer's, dementia, cognitive decline, anxiety, and depression, and diabetes. We have been doing telemedicine for eight years with our online business, DrOnAMission.com, where we offer online courses, group coaching, and one-on-one coaching. So Dr. Isabel is a huge wealth of knowledge. She has got great expertise and amazing story to showcase how well she has an understanding of why it is so important to get to the root cause. She is inspirational, and I absolutely love talking with her. So stick around for this episode. You're not going to want to miss a second. All right. Welcome to another episode of Rewiring Health. I'm very excited to be joined by Isabel, Dr. Isabel Hunsinger. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Kelly. And please call me Isabel, okay? Absolutely. Okay. So I know we, we've just connected and I just want to, I, I know you had shared some of your journey with me, but I would love for you to tell me, because I felt like it was so inspiring when I heard this, where you've come from, what brought you to what you do today and how, how did that transform you in so, you know, in so many ways? Uh, do you want the short version or the three-day version? <laughs> oh yeah, the, the, short, yeah <laughs> the short version. Okay. Well, um, I have always had a desire to be a, a doctor since I was five years old because I had this amazing uncle, um, Diolito, who was uh, an anesthesiologist. He's now passed with Alzheimer's and um, he was the kind of doctor that would walk into the room and just, you know, the type of people would light it up. I mean, just the smile and like, Hey, (laughs) mom said that 
one day he came in and I go, mom, what does Tio Lito do? Tio is uncle Julio mm -hmm. in Cuba. Oh, okay. And uh, Tio Lito, she said, mom, uh, mamita, um, mamita's little Isabel in Cuban. So mm -hmm. she always called me mamita. She goes, mamita, he's a doctor. And I go, mom, I'm going to be a doctor just like him. And so then I went on the journey to try and become a doctor. But, you know, I won the talk in my mind. I can't believe mm -hmm. the inner critic in me. But anyway, I ended up finally becoming a medical doctor mm -hmm. in 1991, a conventional medical doctor from mm -hmm. a, a medical school in Colorado. And then, it, then I be, then I opened up practice as a family practice doctor. And I loved it because I took care of everybody from birth to death. Mm -hmm. oh, so wow. I get the whole family and I yeah. I don't like to be I don't ever like to leave anything out I'm like the whole picture person mm -hmm. all inclusive yes <laughs> <laughs> and then um oh my gosh uh in 1995 I graduated from my residency in family practice and by the year 2000 I was so frustrated as a doctor mm. Because I realized in in America, I'm now living in New Zealand, in America, that um, we didn't have a healthcare system. We have disease management. And I was just so tired of people showing up in my practice and they weren't getting any better. I was just giving them their three monthly pills, you know, or sending them off to another specialist or, or sending them off to surgery and just they weren't getting healed or they were having heart attacks and I wasn't preventing it and stuff. So then I remember in 2000, my husband and I were talking on a snowy night mm -hmm. in Colorado with the elk outside. And I said, babe, let's go live somewhere else where I can practice medicine, where everybody gets health care, you know, not just because you got insurance, but because they the, the government takes care of the health care. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we had been skiing with the Kiwis, who are mm -hmm. people from New Zealand, the because in in the summer in our in their summer they come up to mm -hmm. to Colorado to the northern hemisphere to ski and i remember skiing once with them and, and i love their accent and i go where are you from and they go new zealand and i go you know what i'm going to move there someday well that someday happened in 2000 mm -hmm. and so in 2000 we moved to new zealand and started practicing under a socialist kind of type of medicine where everybody gets health care. That's not the way it is right now. You have to, there's insurance and stuff here. But so I did that for 13 years. And oh, after wow. 13 years, I hit the wall again. I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't health care. This is disease management, you know, and the chronic disease industry was just booming. Yeah. So yeah. So then I just decided, okay, I'm going to jump out of the boat and walk on water and open up doctor on a mission and start working through the internet and helping yeah. reach more people. Cause I wasn't reaching enough people in my one room mm -hmm. doctor's office. And the whole goal was to prevent and reverse disease and give people hope because I had retrained myself as a during that process as a functional medicine doctor. Are you familiar with functional medicine? I am. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had actually had someone on here who was a functional medicine doctor and I'm, I'm all for it. 
Oh, it, it's the, it's the new way medicine will be in the next 20 years. Yeah. It's, it'll mm-hmm. take a long time. It, you know, it's like yeah. moving the Titanic. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, yeah. It will yeah. take time, but it it's the medicine of the future because mm-hmm. it gets to the, the reason of exactly. people's unwellness, not mm-hmm. just band-aids. And so 2013, here I am 2013 doctor on a mission <laughs> online something you're never taught in school. Like I did not learn how to be in social media and medical school. And by 2014, a year later, I'm 53. Mm -hmm. I'm a wife, a mother, a medical doctor, and a brand new entrepreneur. And I became so anxious because it wasn't going as fast as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Do you know that feeling? I do. Yes. And you're wearing a lot of hats. You're trying to keep everything at bay and it's, it can be overwhelming very quickly. Yeah. And you can really start doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, absolutely. and when I get anxious, I don't sleep. Mm-hmm. I just lay awake at night. Yeah. And what happened to me during this period was I, um, I only slept two, maybe three hours every night mm-hmm. for 17 straight nights. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And by the end of that, um, I tried to take my life twice in three days. Mm-hmm. And by the grace of God, that plan was stopped. Mm-hmm. My husband ended up taking me to the psychiatrist. And for a, a medical doctor to go see a psychiatrist is not good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we're not, we're supposed to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you and I have yeah. talked about perfection with yes. your story. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my ability to be a doctor, which is what I wanted to do since I was five years old. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, here's where the beauty starts. I know it it was ugly, but I can say now that it was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll share with you why. Um, I I remember seeing the psychiatrist and I was shattered, Mm -hmm. shattered. And he said to me, okay, Isabel, here's the medicine you're going to take. You're going to take this sleeping tablet and you're going to be on this antidepressant. And at that point, I had totally surrendered. I was going to do whatever I needed to do, Kelly, because I wanted to get better. You know, I I really didn't really want to kill myself. I just wanted to, I just, you just get to that point Mm -hmm. that nobody will ever know what it's like unless you're there. You know, you can never, I hope, I hope people learn from this, that you can never, ever know what it's like to be at that point of trying to kill yourself. You just don't know until you've been there. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I have so much grace Mm -hmm. for people in that place because I was there and it was ugly. But then I'm in this medical system in the mental health industry Mm -hmm. as a patient. And here I've got the psychiatrist saying, you're going to be on this medicine for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And I, at that point, I was going to do whatever he told me to do Mm -hmm. because I I wanted to get better. Mm -hmm. And, uh, But deep down inside, I said to myself, hmm, we'll see about that, buddy. (laughs) You don't know what I'm capable of. (laughs) Yeah, there was still that Isabel, you know, doctor on a mission. I'm going to figure this out like you did. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That inner inner burning feeling like you got this. Yeah. Yeah. Like you ain't, you're not, you're not going to stop the fire in my belly. I still had fire in my belly. I don't know but it still was there. And so then, <laughs> and then, and, and I can laugh about it now, but it was ugly. Yeah. Okay. Right. As yeah. you know, cause you've, you've been in place in dark, hard places. dark spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so 
my husband and I went on this journey together mm-hmm. for six years and we're way over on the other side. And what we have realized together is that one, I'm off the medication safely. Mm-hmm. And I want to put a plug in for medication. Look, there's a place for medication. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not the answer, but there's a place. Mm-hmm. And two, I now don't listen to the inner critic. Mm-hmm. I turn down the volume to the inner critic in my brain and turn up the volume of the inner cheerleader. Like, come on, Isabel, you can do this. Yeah. And now I've learned the right way to get a good night's sleep, Mm -hmm. the right way for me to deal with my anxiety Mm -hmm. that I used to have and can still creep up. Hey, I'll be honest with you. I don't think about killing myself anymore but I sure still have anxiety attacks and mm-hmm. I have to let go. Okay. You know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as a medical doctor in the medical system, as a patient from the latest research, we now understand that it's not a mental illness that we have, Kelly, mm-hmm. it's a brain health issue. Mm-hmm. And when we learn to take care of the contributors affecting our brain health, which I'm going to share a couple today, um, then we can have better mental wellness to deal with Mm -hmm. the stress, the anxiety Mm -hmm. that life throws at us. Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I want to help people understand. It's not, we don't have a mental illness issue. We got a brain health issue and there's hope. There's so many different ways to help our brain health. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's the beauty of it is that the brain is always adaptable. So especially when you say it like that, and that is so true at brain health, it doesn't feel so overwhelming and daunting because I feel like there's become such a stigma of like mental health, unfortunately, you know, around that where people think this is permanent, I'm stuck with this forever. You know, I got to be on medications forever. And it's like, when you talk about this as a brain health issue, and there's things that can be done. It's like that inspires hope. Like there's more to what I can do for myself. And that's the beauty of it. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is so much hope. And that's, that's my message. Yes. Is, hey, if you're willing to do the work, then yeah. guess what? You'll get to the victory, but you got to yeah. do the work. Absolutely. And it's, and this, you know, what you've been through, it's almost like, you know, to be able to be in that place, you are now able to serve so many people and understand people in a way that many others couldn't. And now like, you know, for hopefully someone listening to this, if you're in a really tough place, you know, what an inspiration you've been in that dark, dark place and look where you are today. So it's, that's just a testament to the power of healing, the power of transformation and the power of, of brain health. Absolutely. I love that. And I'm still married. Thankfully, you know, like marriages are broken up because of this. Right. And, and, and what a testament to the support system you had too, which is absolutely essential in in really tough times. Yeah. That's amazing. Can you talk about some of the brain health? Cause I know you, you know, incorporating into your life, what are some things that you do to facilitate optimal brain health for yourself? Well, one, I want to talk on, um, The first one, which was new to me as a medical doctor is hormones. Mm. Holy moly. Oh my gosh. Hormones are so important to our brain health. 
And so just in the big category of hormones, I just want to say, um, hormones regulate so much of our body and our brain health. And for women, we're always taught, oh, you're anxious. Here's an antidepressant. Mm -hmm. You're anxious. Here's a sleeping tablet. It happened to me. I know I... I, as a doctor, have done it to my clients in the past. I don't, that's not who I am anymore. I'm not that doctor anymore. I'm a, the new updated version of Isabel. Mm -hmm. So the hormones that I want to share with everybody to get checked is your estrogen levels. Mm -hmm. Estrogen levels specifically for women and progesterone improves our sleep. Mm -hmm. If women going through perimenopause and menopause, mm -hmm or even PMSing, mm -hmm. our, our hormones are out of whack. Well, sometimes you might just need some progesterone to help help you sleep better. Um, I often prescribe bioidentical progesterone to help people, men and women sleep better because it's sleep, it's a natural way of, of affecting your sleep. Mm -hmm. The next hormone is testosterone. If your testosterone levels are out of whack, you'll have poor mood. So good, good levels of testosterone improves mood and women also have testosterone. Mm -hmm. It's not just a man hormone. No, we yeah. just have less <laughs> of it. Okay. Now vitamin D. Oh my gosh. I'm doing a, uh, I just did a reel on vitamin D vitamin D. If I had one vitamin, the reason I have vitamin D under this is because vitamin D is actually a hormone. Mm -hmm. It's just named as a vitamin. And so vitamin D, hormone D, if I had one vitamin to pick to prevent and prevent suicide and decrease the risk of self-harm, it would be vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And the research is out. Let me see. Oral vitamin D supplementation nearly have the rates of suicide and intentional self-harm in a study of U.S. veterans. Wow. Wow. I mean, I know like, yeah, it should be in the water. That should be like screamed all over the place. You know, like you should see that on the news, like the statistics like that, like that, but it's not, but it's not. And in functional medicine, um, in functional medicine, the levels, the ideal levels would be 50 to 80 nanograms. That's NG slash mills ML. And that level is really important. And you can work with your doctor or you can contact me. I can help you with that to get that in optimal level because, Hey, yeah. if you've got brain health issues, mm -hmm. why not optimize it? Right. With mm -hmm. the number one vitamin that Dr. Isabel puts on her list. Yes, absolutely. Yes. The next hormone is DHEA, and everybody knows this as the you know, the youthful hormone. Well, DHEA is very important because it helps with our mood too. Mm -hmm. The other hormone, which is the mama of all hormones, is pregnenolone. I mean, pregnenolone makes all of the hormones. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that your pregnenolone level is an optimal level. The other hormone is a hormone called cortisol that's create that's um, grown, produced in our adrenal glands, which are like little almond glands right above our kidneys. And if your cortisol levels are shot high, it's because you you haven't learned how to deal with stress, and you want to learn how to support your adrenals so that your cortisol levels are nice and stable. I remember when I checked mine. 
my cortisol level was pretty much flat because I had just burnt them all out with the stress with how I, but now I want to give everybody hope. There is ways to, to nourish and support your adrenals so that your cortisol levels get back to normal range. So there is hope. Mm-hmm. I'm right here. I just did it. It took yeah. about a couple of years, but you can do it. Yeah. And the last hormone that I wanted to share with everybody is your thyroid. Your thyroid controls 400 functions in your body. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody ever checked all these hormones on me. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I'm like right. you. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to figure this out. And this yeah. was like the first level. Right. You know, uh-huh. so I, I, I took the module through uh, the Institute of Functional Medicine about hormones yeah. and it taught me everything. And, and I continue to learn about the importance of hormones. Yeah. It's, so hormones are huge. Mm-hmm. And it just remind me of, a, I think it was a study I read, but like um, with the thyroid hormone specifically, the one test that's usually run, they only check like things like T4 or something, and that's it. They don't check the other levels of anything else. So you may have an adequate level there, but everything else is in check. So you can still have your thyroid off, but on the data, it's showing that you're okay. So right. that's, right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I can add to that. I was, I just yeah. didn't know how much time we had, but yeah, um, the, the, the thyroid test that all doctors get is this thyroid mm-hmm. called TSH, mm-hmm. thyroid stimulating hormone. And if it's less than five, they'll say, oh yeah, you're sweet. Mm-hmm. But in functional medicine, we like the levels to be two or less. Mm -hmm. So if you're already, if you've already got a TSH of five, your hypothyroid, your thyroid isn't working well Mm -hmm. and your thyroid controls 400 functions in your body. So you want that in tip top form. And there's a lot of ways to support your thyroid to get it in tip top form, Mm -hmm. but that's not taught in conventional medicine, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's no fault of your doctor if they don't understand this. Right. Okay. But functional medicine doctors are, or if your doctor is learning functional medicine, they will be exposed to this. Mm -hmm. And then just a little bit more about thyroid. There's seven blood tests for thyroid, not just one. Yeah. And a lot of doctors aren't taught to check those, those thyroids. And would Mm -hmm. you like me to read them off just so that you're listening? Yeah. I think just to inform listeners of what they should be looking for. Mm -hmm. Right. And they can always pause and rewind and pause mm-hmm. and rewind and write right. these down and go, I exactly. want these checked with my doctor. Yes. Um, so the first one is TSH. The second one is free T3 and free T3 is your active form mm-hmm. of thyroid. And then there's free T4 and free T4 is your, is your um, inactive. It's like your storage form. Mm-hmm. And then there's the reverse T3 and reverse T3 makes T4 become T3. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's thyroid antibodies, thyroid auto antibodies, and there's two of them. One is thyroid peroxidase antibody, and then the other one is antithyroglobulin antibody mm-hmm. for the nerds in the for the nerds <laughs> in the room that want all these names. And then the last one, because I want people to be nerds, I want people yeah. to be the CEO of be their informed. health. Yeah, be informed and be in exactly. control. Because, it, and then the last one, I mm-hmm. here I was pinging yep. again. Um, the last one is your TSH receptor antibody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Kelly, it's insane for us to think that healthcare begins in a doctor's office. 
Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yep. Health hair, yes. healthcare begins by listening and being informed and yes. then going to the doctor with your information going, I'd like this checked. Exactly. Like exactly. Taking responsibility for your health is the, the biggest thing and knowing being informed. I mean, that is really the biggest thing and knowing what you should be looking for. And I think, you know, from my experience, what I've seen is that the most frustrating thing that patients go through is that they feel a certain way. They feel symptomatic. They know something's wrong. They go to the doctor, they run one or two tests and they said, no, you're fine. And then they feel discredited. And then they feel like, I know something's wrong. You're telling me I'm okay. And then that's, that's where it's like, do I trust this? And then it becomes a snowball effect of like, I don't feel heard. And so now like listening to all these tests and knowing everything you can possibly know and, and being an advocate for yourself is that is how it should be knowing your, you know, your body better than anyone else. So being aware of what's out there to, to take care of some of these things and look deeper if you haven't had the answers is, is crucial. So thank exactly. you for sharing that. Oh, my, no problem. My flesh. <laughs> I love, I love it. Cause you know, it's yes. not, doctors don't have time to do this in a 15 that's, minute yes. conversation, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. You're in and out. And I think that's the big thing. It's like, there's so many people coming in. It's like, they don't have time to dive deeper into you and looking more holistically and like what it's a puzzle, you know, anytime you have a healthcare thing going on, it's a puzzle and figuring out what is actually going on, but it takes time and effort to figure that out. And unfortunately right. the modern medical system does not have time for that. So no, the, the modern medical system, uh, functional medicine has a, a metaphor, you know, if you're standing on a tack, mm-hmm. modern medicine just gives you a pill for the mm-hmm. pain. Well, functional medicine is like, why don't you lift your foot off right. and remove the tack? Um, yes. Doesn't that make sense? Exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. No, it absolutely does. It's like, get to the root cause. There's a reason why you have pain. You're not born to live with pain. There's a reason why you have pain. There's a reason why you have symptoms. There's a reason why you're not sleeping. There's reasons for this, but if you, now I always use the analogy of like a weed. If you just clip the leaves off, the weed's going to come back and some back, come back stronger. You yeah. have to get the root, get the root out. And then it, then you take care of the problem. That's very but, good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing. I mean, I'm, I'm right on the same page with you because it's, it's so frustrating to see we spent all this money, all this time, all this effort to just deal with symptoms and be reactive where we could easily be proactive, save money and actually let people live well and healthy and not feel like they have to live with chronic illness for the rest of their lives. Right. I just, I know. And everybody is a personalized prescription, you know, it's personalized medicine. Everybody's a different recipe. Mm -hmm. I just read, I don't have this specifically the numbers, but I just read that people are living longer, but Mm -hmm. the last 18 years is unwell. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to live longer anyway, because of modern medicine or because of, you know, we've got running water and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but the last decade and a half or in poor health, like, what's the point? Get, right. We can do that differently now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think the problem is, is that we're trying to strive for quantity, but we're not getting the quality along with it. So, I mean, I worked in assisted livings. My husband does. I mean, we've seen it, you know, you have people living to a hundred, but what's the quality of life? Like, right. 
And, and that's the saddest thing to me. It's like they're living, but are they really living? No. And we have to do better by people. If you're going to yeah. allow them to live physically and allow the bodies to live, we have to do better by allowing them to actually enjoy life for that duration as well. It's a big difference. Amen. Yes. Yeah. As Very for, good. I know you, I, you know, I, you do a lot with like cognitive decline and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Like what are sure. some ways we can decrease that and address that in a different way? Sure. I have been blessed and as my husband to be trained by Dr. Dale Bredesen, who -hmm. wrote the book, The End of Alzheimer's. And he's trained Mm -hmm. uh, practitioners around the world to prevent and even reverse early Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And so our clients come to us and the number one thing ah, that I, that Michael and I both work with is their sleep and their food. I'm there, you know, there's just, there's a lot, you have to look at a lot of the contributors, but the number one, I'd say number two, two things is their diet Mm -hmm. and eating, um, a plant-based mild ketogenic Mm -hmm. high fiber diet. Mm -hmm. I don't even like to call the word diet lifestyle Mm -hmm. is the way to go. You want to stay in mild ketosis, with a, 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 you want to be blowing ketones between one and four. Now I have doctors that say keto, keto, that's deadly. That's cardiovascularly, you know, that's going to commit suicide. Well, I'm not talking about bacon and eggs and cheese and butter. We're talking about a plant-based mild ketogenic so that you're, you're blowing ketones between one to four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, your brain can use ketones a lot better than sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've also seen that a lot of people have pre-diabetes, mm-hmm. pre-diabetes, and, and the doctors aren't doing anything about it. They're like, nah, it's no big deal. Wait until you get right. to diabetes and then we'll give you the pill. And I'm like, pre-diabetes is deadly because it can mm-hmm. cause cognitive decline right? and even heart attacks mm-hmm. and even strokes. I've had patients right. with pre-diabetes that are showing signs of cognitive decline or and that have had heart attacks. So prediabetes is serious. Yeah. Our our eating is super important. Mm -hmm. And then um, sleeping is very important. Mm -hmm. People aren't getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And quality sleep. Yeah. Quality sleep. Yeah. I mean, just become an expert in sleep hygiene. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it always seems to be the thing that takes a back backseat to everything. It's like, oh, sleep, I'll get it. I'll get it later. And it, you don't catch up on sleep. It's a daily thing mm. you have to implement and make sure that you're doing the right things to facilitate sleep. Absolutely. So, so Absolutely. And it's a big also, lifestyle. Oh, yeah, it's a big lifestyle. And yeah. just one thing about women and Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Two thir- this is what's so sad because I was on this highway. I was on this trajectory. Yeah. Um, two thirds of women account for Alzheimer's. Wow. So let's just backtrack. I mean, there's a lot of things, but let's backtrack. One is men and women both go through a menopause or an andropause, you know, Mm -hmm. women go through menopause and men go through an andropause. That's when the hormones are decreasing. Mm -hmm. So for women, menopause is drastic. It's like, 
Mm-hmm. The trajectory is down. Men go through a very slow decline of hormones. Mm-hmm. When women are going through menopause and they show up to their doctors, like I did, mm-hmm. anxious, depressed, suicidal, yes. mm-hmm. they get placed on sleeping tablets mm-hmm. and they get placed on anti-anxiety. They get placed on antidepressants. Right. Well, both those increase your risk of cognitive decline. We have some, I have, Michael and I have so many clients that are women that are on sleepers, that are on antidepressants. And we have to first repair the ground, you know, which takes a long time before you slowly Mm -hmm. remove these. You know, you never want to remove, I don't want anybody listening to this and just stop their sleepers or stop Mm -hmm. their antidepressants. That's not the way you do it. Step away from that buffet that, you know, like I'm going to do this. And and no, you don't want to do that. You want to go not, you want to get help. Okay. Yes. So, so I'm like, yay. You know, I, I'm Michael and I are in the arena of helping the elderly Mm -hmm. people over the age of 60, live a better life without cognitive decline because of Dr. Bredesen. They don't have to die like my beautiful uncle Mm -hmm. who died of Alzheimer's, who would have been like a beautiful person Mm -hmm. into his hundreds. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's so, yeah, absolutely. And if you can prevent it and with lifestyle changes without having to get to the point where we're relying on medications that cause all slew of different problems, why not do that? I mean, it's, Absolutely. For Why not? going off of the, the keto uh, diet or lifestyle, um, when would you say, would you recommend someone starting that? Like, would you say in their younger life or is it like when they get to 60? So what, oh, what would be that? Well, Dr. Bredesen has, um, teaches us that you can start preventing the best time to start preventing cognitive decline mm-hmm. of the Alzheimer's type is in our forties. So forties is a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, I want to go back to the hormones because um, I wanted to ask this question, but besides uh, supplementation, how else would you recommend people improve their hormonal levels as far as like lifestyle? What are things people can do to implement uh, daily activities or whatever into their life where these hormones can become more balanced for them? Hmm. Well, first of all, um, I always recommend test. Don't Mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of practitioners that just say, Oh, I'll give you a little bit of estrogen and a little Mm -hmm. bit of progesterone, test your levels and get them in optimal range. Mm -hmm. That's number one Mm -hmm. test. Don't guess exercise is a great way Mm -hmm. and eating. Well, all those three really work together, Mm -hmm. getting your hormones, optimizing your hormones, eating well, a mild ketogenic plant-based diet and um exercise good yeah good good advice and oh, again and dealing with stress yes or the cortisol <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. right stress, <laughs> stress that, that again yes <laughs> never seems to go away but it's no. it really is so important because i think again people just take it as like life is stressful okay and it just almost excuses them to deal with the stress but you have to have tools in place to deal with that because it'll throw you off so quickly with in yeah. every way form. So it's so important. And again, the exercise and the eating, I love how we can talk about it in a different realm, because I think again, 
in the modern world, we talk about exercise and eating well for weight loss specifically. We don't talk about how that impacts every other aspect, especially your brain. I mean, we need to focus that as a society, like what is it doing for your overall body, your brain health? And then the, if it helps with your weight, great, but that should not be the priority. And unfortunately it, it is when we talk about that. So I think it's so important that the point you brought up about how we can use just daily things, things we always have available to us to allow ourselves to live in a good place and be healthy. I know, I know, I know. Oh. And the food industry is just tricking people. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. That's oh, a whole gosh. other podcast. You should probably do yes. with my, you should probably do, you might want to consider doing one with my husband, Michael. Yes, about, I would love that. Yeah. Oh about gosh, how I, the food industry is tricking people. Yeah. I would love to talk about that because we've noticed that. I mean, we keep seeing GMO on everything. We, we look at the sugar and our content, especially with kids. We're trying to like give them a healthy diet, but it's, you realize even when you think you're eating healthy, you're really not because of everything that they're doing to food these days. So yeah, I would love to talk further about that because I'm a huge believer in that as well. Yeah. I mean, and a, a lot of this obesity isn't, I have so much grace for people from what I've gone through. And, and what I've learned is having this obesity epidemic is not people's fault. Mm -hmm. Their brain chemicals are being tricked, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so we just got to, empower people. Mm -hmm. That's exactly. you know, once, once you empower people and say, you can do this, you can mm -hmm. overcome this. Yes. You can be 100%. in control of this instead of browbeating them. And, you yes. know, and yes, the shame game that is yeah. in so many places. And it is, it's like, if we could just give people the, that internal fire that you deserve better, you're worthy of more and you can change this and inspire hope. That is, that's a game changer. Yeah. And, and the empowerment. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, <sighs> I truly, I mean, I feel like I could talk to you all night. There are so many things we could unpack here, but what so many golden nuggets from this. And I, I, there's so many parts that I hope people rewind and listen to again, because so many things you can take and actionable steps you can take. If your health is not where it wants to be, that you can get to the root cause and so many things you can now investigate that maybe you never even thought of. And it could literally be the key to opening up a new life for yourself. So thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge. Thank really you. And in less than one week, you can start feeling better. That's how, yeah. that's the magic of taking control. Mm -hmm. That's the power of taking control of your health. One week. Yeah. And see, that's, that's amazing thing too, because it's not that you have to do a decade of this. Like, I mean, one week how that goes by in a heartbeat, you know? So why not allow yourself to have that gift? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Isabel. Like I said, I could <laughs> we'll have to do a sequel because there's so much we could unpack here. Yeah, so that's, I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing everything to inspire hope in, in healing with everyone who's listening today. So thank you. My pleasure. And remember, everybody, you got the power. You got the power. You got the power. Right. Yeah. Yes, I love it. <laughs> the energy is contagious. And I hope everyone <laughs> takes it in and is like, do one little thing today to move yourself forward. That's all you got to do. So I love it. So thank you so much again. And again, thank you for everyone who's listening. Thank you for spending your precious time with me. And uh, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review and any questions and comments you might have for Isabella or myself, we'd love to respond to that. So thank you again. Bye everyone. 
Thank you for spending your precious time to listen to this episode of Rewiring Health. My mission is to inspire hope and healing through science-backed practices. If you found value in this, please share with three people and leave a review. By doing so, this message can be spread to those who need to hear it most. Also, to get updates on the most recent episodes, please subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much for being part of this community, and I am forever grateful for you.